Well, hi, Bridgeway. It's Pastor Brian. So bummed that we can't be together in person, but so happy that we are able to be together in this format. And, and I'm excited to dig in to God's word with you this weekend. Uh, as I get going, I, I think something that you would, you would relate to or maybe agree with is, is this, that, that I think we as, as human beings, uh, we are mesmerized by displays of raw power. Like when we see real power get used and exercised, it, there's something about it that is just captivating to us. So, so for example, this last summer, summer of 2019, my family and I got to take a short, just three-night trip to Yosemite. And Last year, winter of 2019, there was a ton of snow, so that meant when the snow started to melt, the rivers around Yosemite and the waterfalls were just raging. And I'll never forget, we showed up to our little hotel right outside the park, and we walked into our hotel room, and then we opened the double-paned glass door on the back, and all of a sudden, we were almost overpowered by the sound of the river, and it was absolutely raging. It was loud, it was visually captivating. Just the power of all of this water was just incredible. And if nothing else, it made me real impressed at the quality of that glass that kept the sound out. It was so loud and so immersive that even on part of that trip, I was sitting out on our back patio just relaxing and doing some reading. And the people in the, in the room next to us, they came out on their patio and started gathering a big group of them and started eating some pizza. The only reason I knew they were there is because I could smell their pizza. It was so loud around me that I didn't even hear their conversation. Or I remember one time, uh, my son Joey was really into monster trucks. So when uh, Monster Jam came to Sacramento, we decided to go as a family. And I'm not really a car guy. I'd never really gone to anything like that before, but, but he was into it, so we wanted to go. And I'll just, once again, I'll, I'll never forget. First of all, it was real loud in the Golden One Center when we were there for that. But I'll never forget seeing these massive trucks that can go from a dead stop all the way to literally flying in the air over a course of, I don't know how far, less than 50 yards, the sheer power that it took to move those machines that much was just incredible to me. Or, or I don't go to a ton of concerts, but maybe you're a concert person, and I've been in different environments where just the sound, both the, the volume and the quality, it, it's, it's like you're not even hearing it, you're just swimming in it, right? It can be very immersive. Or, or I even think just recently, my wife and I were watching this documentary on Netflix about, uh, it was about the kind of the connection between diet, nutrition, and athletic performance. And, and one story they told in the documentary was about this power lifter who was trying to set the world record for taking sort of this contraption that had two sides to it and then a bar, lifting it on his shoulders and then walking it some certain distance and seeing this guy whose legs were like tree trunks lift over a thousand pounds and then move it as far as he did. It was unbelievable to watch. There's something about demonstrations of power. There's something about real power that is alluring, that is captivating, that is even disorienting. There's something about it that even defies description. Real power gets our attention. And when we come face to face with it, it's impossible to ignore. So we right now are in the middle of the year of connecting here at Bridgeway. 
And we're in this unique season where we're not able to connect in person, but we're, we're trying to connect online in a whole bunch of different ways. We're connecting through technology. And in this year, we've been studying one of my favorite books in the New Testament, and that is Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And the series that we're in is called Connecting with God, and I've entitled this message, The Power of the King. The Power of the King. In the section of the book that we've been studying, Paul is praying for the readers of his letter. He wants them to understand some critical truths about who God is. And in the, in the section we're gonna examine closely today, he says he wants them to understand the greatest power that there is, and that is the power of God. And it's important that we reflect back on something that Pastor Paul taught us last week, is that this letter of Ephesians that scholars believe it was not just a letter to a particular church at a particular time, but it was actually meant to be circulated amongst believers all over the ancient world. So it is no overstatement to say that when Paul writes in Ephesians, he is writing to all believers in all time. So we can know that Paul wants us, each and every one of us, to understand and know the power of God as well. Because understanding the power of God is important to us as believers for a whole host of reasons. When we understand the power of God, it gives us confidence and energy. When we understand the power of God, it infuses every moment of our lives with meaning and with purpose. When we understand the power of God, a life of faith becomes more interesting and exciting. So we're going to explore the power of God in our time together this weekend, and I hope that you finish this message encouraged and excited by the reality that even in these strange days, we serve a powerful God whose power is available to you. As a matter of fact, if you're following along on the app, here's your fill in the blank. It's simply this, connection brings power. The connection brings power. So if you have a Bible or a Bible-equipped mobile device, I want to invite you to open up to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to begin in verse 15 to set the context. But the section we're really going to emphasize and, and zoom in on starts in verse 19. So here we go, starting in verse 15. Paul writes, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Pause. So he has already prayed that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation, and that their hearts would be enlightened. That's how this section starts. Wisdom, revelation, enlightened hearts. And then he's going to pray that they would know three specific things. Pastor Paul talked about two of those things this last week, and the third one is going to be our focus today. He says that you may know what is the hope to which you have been called. Number one, would you know hope? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? What is our inheritance? That's number two. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? That's three. 
Paul, the apostle, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, I want you to know that there's hope for you. I want you to know that there is an inheritance for you. And I want you to know that there is power. There is not just ordinary power, but there is power of immeasurable greatness from God towards us who believe. In fact, in this short couple of verses that we're going to study, starting in verse 19 and going through verse 21, Paul uses and, and, and Paul uses four different words for power. And the point of this is that God is trying to communicate that the power of God in your life is power on top of power on top of power on on top of power. And in the next couple of verses, Paul tries to give us a sense of the magnitude of God's power. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at verses 20 and 21, and we're going to talk about the greatness of God's power. And then we're going to circle back to verse 19, and I want to give you three truths about what God's power is can do in your life as you remain connected to him. So Paul says, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. (laughs) How great is God's power in your life? Paul says it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's some serious power right there. In fact, in Philippians chapter three, Paul says that when we come to know Christ, we know the power of his resurrection. When Paul is trying to describe, once again, the sheer magnitude of God's power in, his, God's power in your life, what does he point to? He points to the resurrection of Jesus. There is no earthly power that is greater than that. Paul continues, and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. The right hand is a symbol of authority. So the the passage is saying here that the power of God not only raised Jesus from the dead, but he placed him in a position of authority. In Matthew chapter 18, a famous passage of scripture after Jesus has been crucified and buried and he has risen from the dead and he's preparing to ascend into heaven, he says in in some of his most famous words, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he says to his disciples around him, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, the all authority is mine. All power has been given to me. So it is with that authority, Jesus says, that I send you out to make disciples. Similarly, the apostle Paul here is saying that this power that raises Christ from the dead and grants him this authority is available to us, is available to those of us whose hearts and minds are submitted to him and who have made him the king of our lives. So the power of God raises Jesus from the dead. It grants him all authority. It raises him up to the right hand. And Jesus gives this authority as he sends us out to be his representatives. And I get that can all be a little bit confusing. But the point is this. God's power is immense and immeasurable. And when our hearts belong to him, when we believe, the text says, that power is for us. 
And it's important to remember, and this is something we talk about a lot at Bridgeway, it's important to remember that when the Bible talks about believe, it is not simply talking about intellectual agreement. When we believe in the, in the New Testament sense, we are placing the full hope of our life on something. So it's not so much like, I believe there is a planet called Neptune in our solar system. Like, I intellectually agree that is the case. It's more like I believe the brakes on my car are going to work when I drive home today, right? Those are two very different kinds of belief. And when the Bible calls us to believe, when the Bible refers to those who believe, it's that second kind that it's referring to, that we're called to place the full weight of our life on something, namely our faith in Christ. So Paul goes, goes on, not only is Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. He is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. What's the point? Why does Paul say that? This letter was written in a time when there was a lot of interest in occult spirituality and supernatural forces and, and different religions and things like that. And, and Paul is saying, listen, do you wanna know where real power comes from? It's not from some made up household God. Real power comes from Jesus Christ. Whatever spiritual forces, Paul is saying, whatever spiritual forces you might be worried about, every single one of those ultimately bends their knee at the power of Jesus. There is no authority, there is no power. There is no dominion. There is no name that is greater than the name of Jesus. And just to make sure he's being really thorough, Paul says it's not only true for this age, it's true for the age to come. And see, as we live in this unique and uncertain time, we would do well to remember that while right now we are experiencing the power of disease, Right now, we are experiencing the power of financial uncertainty. Right now, we are experiencing a disruption to our ordinary lives, the magnitude of which virtually none of us have ever seen. It's important for us to remember that the power of God is above it all. What do I mean by that? I mean a day will come when disease has no power. I mean a day will come when financial uncertainty has no power. I mean, a day will come when everything will be as it should be. And on that day, Jesus will still be ruling and reigning far above every rule, every authority, every power, every dominion. I know you're sitting at home, but amen? Amen. Now, I want to go back to verse 19. Because we've talked about how great the power of God is. But it's important that we recognize that that power is for us. See, that power is a gift that God gives us. And a gift is, not, is of limited usefulness if we don't use it. And I suspect that for some of us, perhaps even myself included, it's possible that we're not taking full advantage of God's power that lives in us. We're not taking full advantage of God's power for us. So for the remainder of our time, I just wanna talk through three truths about what God's power can do in your life. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. God's power can do so many things in your life. We could spend a whole, a whole year on all of the different 
ways that God's power can work in your life, but I just wanna talk about three truths that I believe are critical to remember and all too easy to forget. Number one, God has the power to welcome you into his family. God has the power to welcome you into his family. See, I've been a church attender long enough to know that for many of us, we come here week after week, month after month, even year after year, and yet there is this nagging voice in the back of our minds that causes us to wonder, is this really for me? We wonder, does, does God really welcome us? Does God really love us? Does God really call us to be part of his family? Because see, the problem is each and every one of us, we, we come in here or we engage online week after week and we all know our own garbage, don't we? <laughs> we all know what is broken inside of us, but we don't know everyone else's. So we assume that we're the only one. We assume that everybody else has their act together spiritually and in every other way and that we're the only ones who are struggling. We're the only ones who have doubts. We are, we're the only ones who have had people speak words of condemnation and negativity to us that have causes, caused us to doubt God's love. We think we're the only ones that question if we're really welcome in God's family. And I need you to know, that's just not true. See, too many of us, and I don't believe this is an exaggeration, too many of us believe that there is something that is uniquely flawed about us that prevents God from welcoming us into his family. I'm gonna say that again because it's so important. I don't think this is an exaggeration to say that I believe there are many of us who really honestly believe that there is something uniquely flawed about us that prevents God from welcoming us into his family. And what I need you to understand is that there is a real enemy in this world who is going to try to get you down and tell you that you don't belong and tell you that you don't measure up and tell you that God is angry with you. But I need you to understand the power of God is greater than your sin. The power of God is greater than your failure. The power of God is greater than whatever voice told you you're not good enough, that there's not a seat for you at the table. The power of God is greater than your shame. And you might feel like like you don't belong and God is saying the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is for you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead welcomes you to the table, says there is a place for you. We've been saving it for you. The power of God can welcome you into his family. The power of God can welcome you into his family. The enemy wants us to retreat back in shame and condemnation, but God says there's a place for you. Yes, you. God says there's a place for you. God's response to your sin was the cross, and on the cross, whatever shame you carry was destroyed forever. Do you know what it means that there is immeasurable power? It means there is power to overcome whatever is holding you back from giving your whole heart to Jesus. 
It means there is power. That when the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life, things begin to change. Your life is brought back into alignment with him. Those things that are broken become whole. You have the wisdom and the strength to turn away from that which is destructive and dishonoring to the Lord and to turn towards him and experience the life and the fullness and the abundance that comes from that. It means these unhealthy and destructive patterns that defined your past don't have to define your future. Real change is possible by the power of God working in your life. And make no mistake about it, don't listen to that voice that says you don't measure up. On some level, none of us measure up. But the God who has the power that raised Jesus from the dead invites you into his family right now, right where you are. Shame has no, is no match for the power of God. There's an invitation to all of us to join God's family, to place him on the throne in our lives. So number one, God has the power to welcome you into his family. Number two, God has the power to involve you in his mission. God has the power to involve you in his mission. See, God's power is not only at work in pastors and leaders and missionaries and Christian school teachers. God's power is available to each and every one of us and it enables us to be part of his work in the world. See, for some of us, God's power is manifested as we gather people together and we lead them, perhaps lead or host a missional community in our home. For some of us, that means we're just people of prayer, that we're able to pray either in person or from a distance and we're able to see God move in that way. For some of us, our greatest contribution to God's work in the world is our jobs, where we take the skills that God has given us and we do those, we, we perform those jobs to the best of our ability to bless the world and to contribute to God's good creation. For some of us, and we've seen this at Bridgeway, God's power works miraculously through us and we see supernatural power flowing in things like miracles and healing and words of knowledge. What I need you to understand is, is wherever you are, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are accepted, equipped, empowered, and called. You're accepted, equipped, empowered, and called. But, but here's, what I, here's what else I need you to understand. See, I told you earlier, I just mentioned it briefly. I said that there are four different Greek words for power in this short little section. I just want to tell you about two of them because I think in, in looking at two of them briefly, we can understand why it is that some of us have a hard time recognizing the spiritual power God has placed in us. See, in verse 19, Paul talks about the all-surpassing greatness of his power. And the word translated power there is this word dunamis, and it means potential power. So for example, if you look at a massive bulldozer, like you drive by a construction site and you look at a massive bulldozer, you don't have to be a general contractor to know, I'll bet you that machine can move some things around, right? You recognize the potential power in the machine. And yes, in case you were wondering, when dynamite was invented in the 19th century, the name comes from this word. But the word is all about potential power. And then later in the passage, it says this, it talks about the working of his great might. And that word working is the Greek word energia, which sounds like another familiar English word. And that is active power. So to go back to my bulldozer illustration, 
If dunamis is the recognition that a giant bulldozer can probably do some damage and move some things around, when it actually starts ripping trees out of the ground, that's energia, right? That's active power. That's power that is actually being used. I hope you're tracking with me on that. But here's the truth. When you believe, when you believe, when you enter God's family, when you put your faith in Christ, God infuses you, each and every one of us, with spiritual power to participate in his work. The power that he gives us is not all the same. We're gifted in different ways and we're called to work together as a community, but God infuses you with spiritual power. But here's the problem. God made us to be spiritual bulldozers, but too many of us think we're spiritual tricycles. God made us to be spiritual bulldozers, but too many of us, we don't believe we have power. We don't believe we can actively influence and lead and serve and minister. I mean, just to give an example, I talk to parents all the time, and I don't say this to to shame anybody or to be critical in any way. I talk to parents all the time who feel like they can't spiritually lead their children, that they don't feel like they can pray out loud for them. They don't feel like they have what it takes to help their children follow Jesus. And listen, I I say this all the time. I'll be the first to admit, I'm I'm figuring out, my my kids are eight and six. I've never seen it, like I don't know how you raise Christian kids. I've never seen it done. I'm figuring it out as as I go, right? So I don't have all the answers. But if you're in that place and you would say, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't think I have what it takes. I don't, I don't think I know enough. I don't think I'm strong enough to spiritually influence my children. I just want to encourage you real quick. The only person who thinks you need to do that perfectly is you. The only person who thinks you need to do that perfectly is you. God knows your heart and God knows your limitation. And your children, your spouse, your family members, they'll just be grateful for the investment. See, no one is asking you to be perfect, but God invites you to understand the spiritual power that has been placed inside of you. Once again, you're not going to be perfect at it, but that's okay. But what you need to understand is that while you're sitting here thinking that you don't have any spiritual power, that other people have spiritual power, but that you don't, you have all sorts of potential spiritual power. God made you a bulldozer. He did not make you a tricycle. And what God wants to do is he wants to take all that potential power that he has put into your heart, and he wants to activate it so that you can speak life into your spouse if you're a married person. You can speak life into your children if you're a parent. So you can start to uproot those trees of insecurity and self-doubt and fear and anxiety that lives in the hearts and minds of your family members or your friends or the people around you. God wants to turn you into a bulldozer so again, you can uproot that which is toxic and unhealthy around you and you can be somebody who speaks life into wherever it is God has brought you. God wants to use you to be someone who can pray for people and remind them of God's love, who can encourage people to remember who God has made them to be. And see, as we spend time with him, as we marinate in his word, as we just spend quiet moments in prayer, God begins to activate us. God begins to take that power and equip us and make us ready to be active in the world, to invest in those around us and listen, No one's calling us to be perfect. But I need you to know, 
If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're a believer in Christ, there is a power of immeasurable greatness available to you. And I used a bunch of family examples, but that's just one example. Once again, maybe God's power is activated in your life in this season through prayer as you pray for others or through hospitality as maybe you can't physically welcome people into your home, but you can make phone calls and set up video chats and take other steps to encourage and bless others. Maybe God's power is activated in your life as you, you're maybe working remotely and communicating with coworkers and you try to be a voice of calm and peace in this stressful time. Maybe God's power is activated in your life as you listen deeply to others and help them process everything that's going on around us. Maybe God's power is activated in your life as you boldly pray for healing, physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual in our world today. And I just wonder, maybe for some of us, this weekend, our biggest action step coming out of this message is for us to pray and for us to ask God to help us see and understand the spiritual power that he has given to us so that we might break the power of the enemy in our midst, that we might be a voice of truth and freedom and compassion and love, and that we might be able to be representatives of our Lord Jesus Christ in these times. I just think, gosh, oh, that God would awaken us to our potential and that we would be so connected with him that our potential moves into action for the glory of God and the good of the world. God made you a bulldozer, not a tricycle. And when bulldozers start moving things around, great things are possible. Last thing, God has the power to enable you to live for him in a hostile world. God has the power to enable you to live for him in a hostile world. And when I say hostile, I don't just mean a world where many are hostile to the truth of the gospel, though that is certainly the case in our world today. I mean hostile in a sense that we're distracted and we're afraid and we're, we're angry and we're distressed. There's, there's so much in our world that can discourage us in our faith and discourage closeness with God. But there is immeasurable power for those who believe. It's power that allows us to see this world is not all there is. It's power that enables us to be voices of kindness and patience and love in a world that is divided, angry, and scared. It's power that enables us to value community when there's so much temptation to only worry about ourselves. It's power that gives us an eternal perspective and lifts our eyes from the day to day and reminds us that God is present and at work. See, it's power that allows us to overcome sin. See, you don't need to conquer the sin in your life by your own strength. There is God's power that allows you and I to overcome sin so that we might walk in the joy of holiness. And, and that power, what, what that power does, not only does it equip you to overcome sin, but it gives you grace for the journey to know that even in your stumbles, even in your failures, God is with you and God is working and God is going to see you through and that he accepts you in the struggle. And see, that power allows us to see that whatever we might sacrifice for the sake of following Christ is worth it and then some because that power makes it possible for us to see, as Paul would say, the all-surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ our Lord. I want you to know, 
even as we're not together physically, we're together online. Connection brings power. So may we live as people who know we're a part of God's family, who know that we're a part of God's mission, and who know that we can live for him in a hostile world so that the power of God might flow through us for the healing and blessing of our communities and the world around us. I love you. We'll see you real soon. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that there is immeasurable power for us who believe. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to understand these truths that we have been welcomed into your family. God, would you awaken in us the potential for good that is in us? Would you awaken in us the spiritual power that exists in us that we might be voices of life and hope to our families and loved ones and to everyone around us? God, would you help us to remember that there is power to live for you in a world that is hostile and in a world where we're easily distracted. Thank you for that immeasurable power that Paul talks about. May it be real in our lives this week for your glory and our joy. We ask these things in the mighty, strong, powerful name of Jesus. Amen.